Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a board-certified embodiment coach and master energy healer. Here we talk all things magic, love, sex, money, brain, hormones, and energy. You'll walk away with new truth bombs because I love talking about all the things people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything I know in this mind, body, and soul of mine. You can find ways to work with me and products to enhance your life at bloomshakti.com. Hey, soul sister and my misters. So before we dive into today's episode, I have a very important business update to provide. One is that November is fully booked and December is half capacity. If you want to work with me one-on-one, please book your session because 2022 rates are going to increase and you will have very limited access to me. In 2022, I am shifting everything completely online in group coaching containers which will be very integrous. I will be very selective of who I allow to come into the circle and work with me and be in a circle with all the other people who choose to work with me. And the other part to that is that there will be one-on-ones, but it will be solely for an hour. We do the work and that's it. Because I've evolved and grown so much, I'm able to get in and crack you open and we move on. And three, there will be, for in-person like sessions, there will be one to three day retreat-like events, but that's it. So that's that. Two, apothecary items. I am currently brewing for the oils that will be released in January 2022. Whatever oils I currently have, are from the full moon in Scorpio and once that's done we're done um and then the bath soaks candles formulas are constantly changing but they're created every full moon and we are going to have a restock on today is November 17th this is being released on November 18th full moon eclipse is on November 19th Um, so we're going to have a restock on Saturday, November 20th, and that's that on that end. And I also kind of want to backtrack a little, sorry, but the reason that my business is completely shifting is this is the guidance I've received from spirit and, you know, (sighs) Mm, there's just so many different aspects to this. So one is that there's a lot of stuff that's been taken from my roots and it's been capitalized on as being new world or spiritual gifts or magic. And honestly, the shit's just outdated and irrelevant compared to where we're fucking headed in the world. Okay. And this whole candles, cards, sacrificing a baby flower at your altar balancing on one toe with your eyes closed to balance your chakras it's exactly what it sounds like it's very surface level and there's a lot of ancient teachings that have served the past but we are shifting from the outside 
and finding the real miracle inside the valleys and peaks within us. The fairy waterfalls, the dragon play, the rainbow slides of love and heaven within. You know, so the spiritual gifts you came onto this planet with during this time, it's a map. And no one can teach you this because you are the master teacher. So I am ready to level up as the Aquarian Age leader and share these things. And this is why I've been instructed to also completely pivot my business. So, you know, a couple reasons for the, for me to teach this way is because the teachers never appeared for me. This means that as I kept advancing, I had to learn about what was unique to me, which I get to guide you through, you know, and not all psychic mediumship stuff is the same, you know, magic and all this. It's not about opening up a book and reading it and grounding techniques like it's very different for everyone. And I'm coming out of the woodwork because people are getting taught some weird shit out there about manifestation and spiritual gifts. And I've always told you guys, I'm a very cutthroat, blunt bitch, okay? And I'm very black and white. So there's some really weird shit that's going on out there. And I'm not here for it, you know? And to know your gifts is to know the ways of God. And we can't have that if there are people capitalizing on your vulnerabilities. So your portals in ET interactions, the upper and lower worlds you walk while dreaming and you're awake, you decide how far you are really ready and willing to go. And I want to be able to walk you through, you know, why do you believe you're alive during this time? Existing in between the dying of one world and the birthing of a new world. Are you really going to sit there and let all the gifts you came here to share just go to waste? Barely scratching the surface of your, quote, superpowers? The sensitive people like us, and you know, if you know, you know. We didn't come in with the ability to see that there is a war on humanity taking place to do nothing about it. Your psychic abilities, your mediumship, your supernatural abilities... Is God trying to work miracles through you and for you? Okay. And new agers may think otherwise, but that's a topic for a whole other time. Listen closely. We are the ones walking the dream realms and visiting people to awaken them. We are having the prolific visions to tell our people to move out of harm's way and when. We listen to that intuitive call that leads us to opportunities of financial abundance to ensure stability. So why are you going to put it at the bottom of your list? This is why you're here with spiritual gifts. So let your magic serve you and let them serve Mother Earth in her fight to survive. Because you are magic and it's time to recalibrate your spiritual gifts to these changing times. Discover what your supernatural gifts are. What new gifts are coming, you know, together to support humanity. And how to continue developing it without a teacher. So, I'm super ecstatic. I'm ready to do this. And if you are too, then stay with me. And we will work through it all. 
Because <sighs> you know what? When your back's against the wall, you can either choose to let the circumstances of your life beat you to the ground or embrace what's here to make you resilient and ready and able to hold what's next for you. So what do you choose? Choose your victory and make your moves, baby. <sighs> okay. I'm going to recalibrate and shift gears because I have no idea where that came from. I mean, I do know where that came from. Spirit, obviously, but I didn't expect it to be <laughs> to be that depthful. Okay. <sighs> okay. So today we are talking about how emasculation hurts both men and women. And this affects both because we all have a masculine and feminine within us. And women who are truly embodied in their feminine don't have as much masculine, but it's still there. So in our modern world, especially when it comes to work, living in a big city, or if you're just in a season of getting a lot of shit done in your life, you will obviously be portraying a lot more masculine energy and the emasculation piece does still affect you. So when I say emasculation, um, if you haven't listened to my episode about what is emasculation, then you should go back and listen to that. But uh, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't even know what episode it is. So I'll actually put it in the recap notes. That way you can refer to it. But Essentially, emasculation is putting down a man for a masculine thing that he's doing. So let's say, for example, here's a basic example. He's chivalrous. He opens the door for you and you're a woman and you say something like, I can hold open my own door. That is emasculation because what you're doing is shaming him and belittling him, putting him down for him doing a masculine thing for you. And a lot of women do this. A lot of women, they make these snarky remarks and it strips men of their masculinity. Now, a lot of us have kind of been trained to be the victim. I want to say us as in women. And it's because we don't know how to communicate our needs because back when women didn't have any rights, our needs weren't valid, accepted, heard, whatever. So women still haven't learned to express their needs and communicate. They're ripping women, they're ripping men down instead of saying, what do you need? And generally speaking, when these snarky remarks are being made, what they're actually saying isn't necessarily true, but they don't know the root of what they want. So let me give you another example. Let's say, for example, he's talking about let's say for example he's really excited about a new promotion he's gotten and you say to him what would be emasculating um you say to him well there we go another white man getting a promotion let's say you say that for example or another man getting a promotion another man on the board whatever right and you say it in this condescending manner I'm using this as an example. So 
the root of that for you might actually be that you're feeling insecure in your career or that you're feeling frustrated because you have this wounding around being a woman. And that's actually very common. Like a lot of women have anger around being a woman because they perceive it to be harder being a woman. And I'm not gaslighting or not acknowledging the fact that women have struggles and we have our shit. Okay, I'm not not acknowledging that. What I'm doing is trying to tell you that a lot of people, they keep themselves in their victimhood. And if you're living in a first world country, which if you can hear my voice, you're probably listening on an iPhone with AirPods in or whatever, like we have rights. We have so many rights, but we keep ourselves in this victimhood because it gives us a sense of safety. It gives us something to complain about and not that that complaining makes us feel good and it becomes an excuse for us not having to really be embodied in ourselves. It allows us to not look at our own shit because we blame it on someone else. So if you were to say that to a man, for example, you emasculated him and shamed him, you're just being a dick, but you're shaming him where you're not necessarily meaning what you're saying, and you might have meant what you said, but what you're really meaning is that I'm feeling insecure about my career, okay? I'm feeling insecure about my career, or I don't feel seen in my position. So a lot of women actually haven't learned to express their needs and their truth, and as a result of that, they emasculate instead of being aware of the actual issue. So the emasculation is like a, it's a trauma response is what it is. It's like making jokes. Like when people say, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's just a joke. It's not actually a fucking joke because there's truth underneath it. And a lot of people who often have a lot of trauma, they are usually the jokers. And that's because, because joking hiding their pain it allows them to brush things off and not have to truly express it and face it it allows them to hide their pain rather than having to face it so that's what a lot of women will do too is emasculating to project their own pain and insecurities and them feeling intimidated or insecure is what it really is So when it comes to emasculating men and women, and you can actually emasculate yourself, ladies, you can emasculate your own inner masculine, that part of you that wants to be driven, show up, lead, direct, whatever. You can emasculate that part of you that is trying and showing up, that doing part of you. And when you shame yourself saying, I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I should have done it this way, why didn't I see this, why didn't I listen to my intuition or my gut, whatever. What that does is you're emasculating your inner masculine. You shame your own inner masculine. You shame yourself. And that's not a good thing to do. 
you don't want to emasculate yourself because what that does is it puts down your inner masculine, which causes you to then not feel as sturdy and balanced and stable when it comes to showing up, when it comes to leading, when it comes to directing, when it comes to do, right? So you're wobbly in those areas of my life because you're judging yourself and saying that you're not doing a good job at it. And if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not doing good at something, then why would you keep going? You're probably not going to keep doing it, right? So even men can emasculate women sometimes. So let's say, for example, a woman is trying to achieve something and she's in her masculine go-do mode and he tells her, why aren't you doing more of this? Or why are you never here? Why don't you clean up after yourself? I can do that myself. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is, but men can also emasculate the masculine part of a woman. So the way that it generally shows up is in the career aspect of a man putting a woman down for something that she's trying to do with her job. And then when women emasculate men, it often shows up at this, as the same. But what's important to understand, and ladies, listen up here, actually men too. When you emasculate someone else, you also emasculate yourself at the same time. When you shame someone you're also shaming that part of yourself too. So if you as a woman are shaming a man for opening the door for you, you're also shaming yourself at the same time. You're shaming that part of yourself that would like to do something nice for someone else. And you're like, I can't give to someone else, even in little moments like that. So you're shaming part of yourself. You're putting that part of yourself down as well. So this is why it hurts both of us because we're basically saying you're not enough, be more. And it's not in an empowering way. It's a very disempowering way that we do this and we need to support each other to rise. If we want, you know, men and women to be better people, to rise, to be more open, to feel more stable and be more vulnerable and all that beautiful stuff, How do you think that's going to happen if we're constantly picking at each other and belittling ourselves? It's just not going to happen. We have to inspire one another to be better humans. And this is the key thing. When you want that for yourself, you want that for others. If you think badly about yourself, you'll project that onto others. So the more you can celebrate and embrace your inner masculine as a woman and obviously your inner feminine, it's going to help you decreasing emasculating other people. When you heal your relationship with your feminine and the feminine, you will want men to lead. So you'll receive everything and you'll stop emasculating them. And men, when you stop emasculating yourself, You will stop tolerating women that are emasculating you. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Men, when you stop emasculating yourself, you will stop tolerating and allowing women to emasculate you.
And you might say, well, how can I stop a woman from emasculating me? You stop tolerating it. It's like if someone is not talking, I mean, someone's not listening and respecting your boundaries, you would snap and be like, dude, fucking stop, right? You would disengage from that behavior with that person. You would tell them to fucking stop. Same damn concept. So men, stand up for yourself. Don't tolerate being emasculated. So women, healing the relationship with your feminine is going to help a lot with you disengaging from putting men down. And this is really important because when a woman is constantly putting a man down, she's putting her own feminine down. Because when she's constantly putting down masculinity, she is telling herself that she doesn't want to receive that, she can't receive it, whatever it is. When you love the masculine, it's also because you love the feminine. And when you're embodied in the feminine, you can receive from a masculine man. So when a woman's not embodied in her feminine, she can't receive from a man. And often she will project her discomfort around, she'll project her discomfort around receiving by emasculating. But when a woman is in her feminine and empowers her feminine and loves that feminine energy, she craves receiving instead of suppressing that desire to receive. And that's a trauma response. And women do have a lot of trauma around feminine embodiment because of media, why it's not safe to be a woman still in 2021. And if you're constantly being bombarded with this message of I'm not safe to be a woman, I'm not safe to be in my feminine, feminine gets manipulated, taken advantage of, whatever it is, why would you want to be embodied in it? There has to be safety in it. So For a lot of women, there's a lack of safety and understanding of what it means to be a feminine woman. I think that a lot of people think being feminine is like airy-fairy and in the cosmos and a woman who can't say no. And that's a very wounded feminine. That is a very wounded feminine. (laughs) Like We don't want to be like that, okay? That is unacceptable. So women have this fear of being in their feminine And it causes them to, at the same time, have a lot of wounding around men and masculinity. So they don't feel safe around masculine energy and they put down the masculine as a way for them to feel safe, if that makes sense. Now, when there's this constant disempowerment around masculine energy, which we both hold in a workplace... It doesn't allow motivation and openness. All it does is create people and an environment where people feel closed off, suppressed, and they're afraid to speak up as being afraid of like being afraid to speak up. So, for example, with men constantly being emasculated by women and feeling like they're walking on eggshells because women are constantly like I think a lot okay a lot of women have this filter that men are trying to one-up them or to put them down and there are men out there like that but not all of them rather than having the filter of like men want to protect and provide for me so what happens and this has been very clear in all the work I've done is When there's this constant putting down of the masculine in the workplace, 
it actually causes a lot of men to feel like they're afraid to speak up for fear of being shut down again. And women will say, well, we're always being shut down, right? But let's not put absolutes. Let's not say always. Absolutes like always, never, whatever. No absolutes. Because sometimes you might feel like you're being shut down. And if you think about it, are you letting that happen? Are you speaking up? Are you perceiving it incorrectly? If a guy says he's not agreeing with you, are you shutting it down just because he's not agreeing? So there's a lot of content, context around this. But point being, a lot of men feel like they aren't allowed to speak up anymore because if they speak up, they're automatically labeled as dominating in a bad way. And they're abusive. Essentially, when you are empowered, you empower others, regardless of whether you're a male or female. When you are empowered, you empower others. And on the opposite side, when you are insecure, you are going to put others down. When you are secure, you will receive from others and not put them down. Goes for men and women. When a woman is actually empowered in embodiment, rather like she embodies it, she doesn't have to say it. When she is empowerment, when she's embodied in her empowerment, she speaks it, she walks it, she talks it and whatever. She will be able to receive from a man. She will be able to receive from others and she will be able to empower others. When men are embodied in their empowerment, When a woman is insecure, she might be telling everyone she's secure and empowered, but embodying it is a whole other ballgame. When she's insecure, she has to prove to others that she is good enough. I'm going to prove that I'm good enough, right? So she doesn't want to receive or he doesn't want to receive or give or whatever, She doesn't want to receive from a man because in her brain, that would be making her feel like she's not strong enough. Can you see this? So when you're actually empowered, you just fucking receive. When you're not empowered and you're insecure, you don't want to receive because your brain goes, oh, I'm not good enough. I got to prove that I'm strong. I got to prove that I'm worthy. When men don't feel empowered, they will emasculate themselves. They will emasculate other men. They will emasculate women that are in a masculine moment. But when they are secure, they don't do anything about it. They see it and it's like, cool, next. It doesn't register as something that needs to be like said or done. It's just a thought in their brain and that's it. So the women that emasculate men are insecure. And the men that emasculate other men are insecure or that emasculate themselves, or emasculate a woman when she's in her masculine moment. They're insecure. Women think that it comes from this female empowerment position, but it doesn't. It comes from insecurity. Because you can be empowered in your feminine and empowered as a woman and still receive from a man. It's not or, 
It's and. So when you have to prove yourself and your strength to someone else, that's not empowered because you're trying to prove it to yourself. When you try to show others that you're strong enough, you're just trying to prove yourself. You're trying to show that you're strong enough. Because if you were, you wouldn't have to verify it, right? You were to drop in and check in with yourself. So close your eyes, hands on your heart, and ask yourself, am I truly secure? Am I deeply secure? What comes up for you? And since I have a predominantly large women identifying with mostly feminine core audience, if you want a relationship with a truly masculine man that's leading, providing, protecting, he's not going to tolerate you emasculating him. If a man is tolerating, in your, in my opinion, if a man is emasculating if a, ah, if a man is tolerating a woman emasculating him, I'm like, mm, baby, like, you are insecure. Because a man that is a fucking man would not tolerate that. A woman that is a woman that has self-respect and all that jazz does not tolerate shitty behavior. Same for men. If you as a human being are insecure within yourself and you don't embody and know your worth, you wouldn't tolerate people putting you down. Like that's just end of story, period. When someone is tolerating being put down, that says a lot about them. So if you're emasculating a man and wondering why isn't he leading, come again, let him lead. And some of you ask me like, how do I get him to lead? And the answer is simple. (laughs) You have to change the polarity. You have to be the feminine. And the moment you get into your feminine, things change. And as a man, get your manhood back. Be the man. Don't tolerate her leading and doing all those things because if you're letting her walk all over you, well, what do you think is going to happen? She's going to walk all over you and then complain that you're not enough of a man. Pull your socks up. Don't be a pussy. Grow some balls. And then you wonder why she's saying those things because you're letting her. The end. If a woman says, why does he keep canceling and not making plans and blah, 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 because you're letting him, the end. It's so simple. We think it's so complicated, but it's so simple. If you understand the opposite sex and you embody your worth, it is so simple. We make it very complicated because it allows us to give excuses to the other person so we can continue to buy into the story that we tell ourselves of they love us, we are loved, we are enough, we are not alone. But if you really saw the truth, we buy into that story because it feels better, obviously, than being like, nope, I'm going to leave this situation and walk away 
because I want something more. Because then we're, quote, alone again. We're not dating that person or whatever. And that's hard to do because there's a whole lot of hormones. (sighs) There's so many hormones when you get into dating and shit. And those things are addictive as fuck. We dive into that with the episodes about the Netflix show Sex Life. There's two episodes on it, so definitely make sure to listen to that again. And again, I just want to reiterate that even if you listen to an episode once, I suggest listening to it again because you will receive new insights because your DNA, your codes activate and you just get new codes. Um, So do that. And oh, that's another thing I actually wanted to add is that starting next year, I'm not going to do weekly podcast episodes. So they're not going to be as frequent either. So it'll be something that if something arises, then I'll jam on it. But I really want to contain and share that stuff within the containers with my clients. And yeah, so that'll be, that'll be one of the updates for next year. And I'm going to leave this episode here. This feels pretty complete for me. And if you haven't already, make sure to join me on Telegram. Go to my website, bloomshakti.com. On the right little tabby thingy, you can click Telegram access 10 bucks a month and you get fucking access to me sharing all the shit that I jam on from magic, period, recipes, God knows what else literally everything and you get to see things behind the scenes like with the business um or even just like what's going on in my personal life so I keep that very separate but check it out join if it calls 10 bucks a month is really nothing and it's a minimum three month subscription so you're automatically going to be in for three months and yeah Come join the Vortex. It's amazing. I love it there. I share so much more than Instagram because Instagram's going to go down soon and it's just so, God, what's that word? My mind is like not working right now. Censored. There we go. (laughs) So that's that. Happy Thanksgiving. I will not be having an episode next week. But I hope you have a wonderful time with your family. I'm so grateful for you staying here with me, working with me. Thank you for letting me live my purpose. And most of all, thank you for showing up for your fucking self. I hope you got lots of inspiration and empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review or share this podcast so I can live my purpose to help other women claim their divinity. To work with me or stay inspired, follow me on Instagram at bloomshakti.com or check out my website, bloomshakti.com.